Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello, and welcome back to The Sonic Collective. I am Darren Scott, and I'm joined with fellow members, Scott Coates, all the way in Thailand, and then two fellow members with me here in Calgary, and that is Scott Gregory and Alan Dupuy. And this month, well, this round, we uh, decided to do country music. So what that means is there's four members and we all decided to do a round of country picks, mainly because we all agreed that we didn't know a heck of a lot about country, nor was it a really preferred style. Anyway, I got to go first. If you go back and listen to why I picked it in a previous podcast episode, the last one, you'll see why. Uh, But I was intrigued by Dolly Parton, and I decided to pick Dolly Parton's Jolene album. So uh, just a few basic stats, and I'm going to kick it. But uh, the album came out February 4th, 1974. It was actually her 13th studio album. You realize how much they would just pump out albums back in those days. Now it's like you might get an album every few years. Uh, Artists were pumping out two, three albums a year uh, at least. Uh, A crazy short runtime of only 25 minutes, which I'm sure others will mention. But... uh, yeah, so this was a, a big album for Dolly Parton, and kind of in the uh, uh, early stages of her career. But I want to find out what the other guys thought of this album, because I've always got lots to say. But I'm going to kick it to Scott Gregory to start us off and just see what he thought of Dolly Parton Jolene. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I'm going to come in heavy, because um, my mother passed away two years ago at the end of November, and her birthday is at the start of December. So it's really been a battle to turn from mourning her to celebrating her life. You know, it's it's healthy to mourn, but there is a transition that has to happen. And I've talked about how she was the country music director at the local radio station. And this was very much the music that we played in our house. This, Reba McIntyre, Loretta Lynn, The Judds, you know, those were probably her top four uh, and yeah, it, it just really reminded me of the joy that it brought her. She used to, uh, grab me and my friends and she would force us to dance with her <laughs> to, to, you know, like even songs off this album. And, and it's really the stories like those that I want to remember her by. So I think this was perfectly timed and I'm very grateful that you picked this album because it, it really helped with that. Yeah. And actually you gave me some of the albums from your uh, mother's collection. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I have them. I almost picked one. And sorry, just interject real quickly, but Loretta Lynn. Yeah. uh, In that was Loretta Lynn's uh, Don't Come Home uh, uh, Drinking with Loving on Your Mind um, album. And I almost picked that instead of this one. But yeah, anyway, continue. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers to your mom, man. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. So yeah, country music from the 60s and 70s, it was really all about storytelling, right? And and quite often centered around shared human experiences, the human condition. And for me, this was clearly an album about love. You know, there's songs about craving it, living in it, fearing of losing it, uh, and, and dealing of the fallout when it's gone. And a couple that really appealed to me was uh, When Someone Wants to Leave, that just resonated very deeply. It's well-crafted. Uh, it gives her full range in her voice to hit some of those really big notes. And and just the lyrics of it are, are really strong. Uh, I've been in that boat. But I could say that about pretty much every song on this album, right? And I'm sure everyone's kind of gone through this. Um, highlight of my life. It, it was very sweet. Uh, I like that it's very full of gratitude. Uh, I've come back to, it reminded me uh, of Chantal Carpezuk's 
uh, Before You. I've mentioned it before in that it's one of those songs that makes me sit up and say, wow, I really want someone to feel this way about me. You know, like, what do I have to do? What kind of man do I need to be to have someone feel that way about me? There's only a, a handful of songs that really make me feel that way. And that, that was one of them that got added to the list there. So I really appreciated that one. And I really liked It Must Be You, the, the song that closes out the album. It's very optimistic. Uh, it's loving. It talks uh, of long-term love, being there for the long haul and, and being just a ready-to-help kind of partner. And I can't think of a more dolly way to end the album. You know, it, it, that really, I think, if, if you know anything about her and her life and the charity that she does and the love that she gives and that uh, it's just a, a great example of why she's loved as both an artist uh, and a person around the word, world. And like you said, this entire album, it's 25 minutes total uh, for like 10 songs, right? But I think she packs a lot of living into that time. Like she goes through, I think, the entire gamut of, of all the major ways that you could get into, have, or lose a relationship. She she paints her emotions and situations that she wants to share. And I, she doesn't mess around on this album. She gut punched to the feels and then she's out. You know, and, and I, I appreciate that. I'm really curious how many people who have heard I Will Always Love You and Jolene, the two, I think, most recognizable tracks on this. How many people for Jolene heard it by the White Stripes first or, you know, the uh, Backyard Sessions that Miley Cyrus did, who is her goddaughter, by the way. Uh, Miley Cyrus, um, yeah, that's a good the, Or the slow version, have you ever heard that? They do the 45 and play it. Oh, no way. I did, I'm going to have to like check that out. And it's a phenomenal version. Yeah, that, that's that's the trick. Play Jolene. You have to get the 45 on a oh. turntable. Put it to 33. And it's amazing. I'll totally song. check that out. There's that's YouTube awesome. videos of it. You can just go to YouTube and find that. Yeah. But then, obviously, I'll Always Love You by Whitney Houston is probably the most recognizable song um, on this. Uh, and I just think the diversity of the other musicians who she's influenced just on the single album. Uh, it's a great indicator of just how great her songwriting is uh, and just how portable it is over into other genres uh, without really having to tweak it that much. So I'm excited for anyone listening to hear the songs in its original form and appreciate the artistry involved. Uh, and yeah, this is one of 17 albums she released in the 70s. So that's crazy. I know, right? Considering practically any of these songs could have been in the charts and she still found 16 other albums <laughs> full of songs to crank out too. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, it goes without saying I really enjoyed this album and I'm curious what you guys thought of it too. All right. Uh, why don't we throw it to uh, Alan? I actually had a really tough time getting through it the first play. I, I put it on and I got about halfway and I was like, nope. I I need a palate cleanser. And that just kind of speaks to the fact that country music has never really been in my wheelhouse. Um, but I, I kind of got through it and I gave the album another go and it went down a little easier. And then the next few times it got easier and easier to listen to until I just was like nodding along and like tapping my tapping my feet to it and it really really grew on me for sure um this is not my style of music i mean i wish i had the emotional depth and maturity that scott seems to have but like the the lovey-dovey shit 
doesn't really do it for me from a lyrical content perspective and that's not taking away the fact that Dolly Parton is an exceptional songwriter uh, I think lyrically these songs are magic uh, and what really impressed me was actually the conviction in which Dolly was able to sing about this stuff like you hear these songs you hear I will always love you and you know that she's singing it about someone you can feel uh, and empathize along with her um, and I also need to to kind of touch on the production a little bit too because bear in mind like this album came out in 1974 and that was well before autotune was available and if you listen closely Dolly's delivery holy mm-hmm. shit it's it's crystal clear like I think to be a proficient singer back then mm-hmm. like you had to nail you had to nail your performance in the studio. I don't know how many takes they did for each song, but like I just was blown away. Every time I played this album through, I was blown away by her vocal control. I mean, she does this um, this vibrato thing, and it's just beautiful. Like, uh, yeah, it. I cannot understate how amazing yeah. a vocalist she is. Um, uh, other things that kind of stuck out to me you can kind of tell this is a product of the 1970s um, I think that slide guitar just kind of makes the whole thing sound a little bit dated I've, I've come to the conclusion I'm not a fan <laughs> of slide guitars <laughs> um, I, did, I, I don't know I think that was probably my least favorite thing about the entire album um, and yeah I don't know I just like I mentioned uh, off the top of my review it really kind of grew on me and there were a few standout songs I think that um, that I found very catchy uh, Randy being one of them I don't know who this Randy guy is but he sounds swell he seems like the kind of guy I could have a beer with um, mm-hmm. he seems to make her very happy but also that's just a goddamn catchy tune <laughs> for sure um, of course the the title track Jolene that's a great song I think even if I had never heard it before even if I had never heard anyone cover it I would have I would have enjoyed it for the emotional depth that that conveys um, and the I will always love you track uh, that I, I mentioned earlier I mean my first exposure to that was of course Whitney Houston doing it and Whitney had this bombastic delivery it was like just a, a pure showcase of vocal abilities uh, and that's all well and good but I think the stripped down version that Dolly did just conveyed the uh, just the struggle I think that was in her heart when she wrote it um, so yeah overall uh, this this album which uh, I, I didn't know what to expect grew on me a lot and I, I'm really grateful that you picked it Darren uh, super interesting for me to kind of take a deep dive into this this old school country stuff so yeah uh, I guess that's it for me. I'll throw it over to Scott Coates. Yeah, interesting. I, I think I land closer to you, Alan, than Scott Gregory. And I found myself conflicted a bit because, I mean, I love Dolly Parton as a person. I mean, holy mackerel. She has 51 studio albums, it said online, and she has written more than 3,000 songs. I, I just watched her interviewed on Oprah, of all things. And yeah, and even at her age now, I think she's 74, 75. 
she can still sing and belt it out. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. She does have the voice of an angel. I know that sounds cheesy, but like you listen to her delivery. And, and I love that you mentioned this is, you know, pre-auto tunes and, and the recording technology would be pretty simple. But there's there's no denying she's got one of the absolute greatest singing voices of all time. And she's absolutely one of the, the greatest, not even female singer-songwriters, but just singer-songwriters period of the of the last you know hundred years or so i like that the album as darren mentioned is is 10 songs in a really tight 25 minutes i mean there is no fat here and it's interesting that you guys mentioned she had 16 or 17 albums that decade so again in a day and age now where you get an album every three four years and half of it is filler and crap you're kind of look at this you go god damn those are 10 tight tight songs on an album that was one of 16 or 17 in a decade like that to me is incredible. What I ended up feeling bad about, I guess, is I just kept wanting to like the album more. And it, I think it's just because I don't listen to lyrics as closely as I should. And that's just one of my shortcomings with music, which is a bit nuts. And when I did listen to the lyrics, I mean, I was like, God damn, like Jolene. I mean, that's cold. Don't take them because you can like you hear some of the words and it is exactly what you always hear the stereotype of country music, like heartbreaks, things going wrong. But when I did actually make an effort to listen to them, I was like, Oh my God. Or when someone wants to leave, she says, it's a mm-hmm. sad situation. I must say when someone wants to leave as bad as you want them to stay, it was just like a gut punch. And I remember say being dumped as a teenager or something like it was just, Oh wow. So, I mean, while I have incredible respect for her, voice is amazing i think all 10 songs are tight and it's a great album it just didn't speak to me and kind of like alan is that i i felt tired even though it was 25 minutes listening to the first time and i tried listening to it you know doing dishes and doing laundry and i just kind of found myself yeah feeling a bit tired it just didn't connect with me uh, speak to me or grab me so i mean again while i think it's an incredible album she's an incredible talent i'm gonna try not to feel bad that I probably won't go back to this album. It's just not entirely my bag. But I think for this period and this kind of music, like, wow, there's no question. It's a very, very strong, tight package from start to finish. Immense respect to her. Yeah, that, that's very cool. I, I'm uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. Uh, like I said in the previous episode, why I discovered her, I mean, I knew who Dolly Parton was and knew the big songs, but had never admittedly listen to a full Dolly Parton album. And um, I, I, the more I just started to listen to her and I, I listened to that uh, podcast, Dolly Parton's America, which is really amazing. I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> it's like nine hours of it. Uh, but it's it's a quite an interesting story told from a very good uh, uh, storyteller and um, uh, album rad. Um, and I forget his name. I will post it. I did in the last one. But anyway, um, yeah, she's an amazing person. And even though I agree, uh, still in the end, I was like, I'm still not digging the country twang <laughs> as much as I, you know, I thought maybe I'd learn to appreciate it more um, a little bit. And But a great songwriter is a great songwriter. But I'm going to back up a little sec. So, I mean, Dolly Parton, Dolly Rebecca Parton, born in January 19th, 1946. She was the fourth youngest of 12. Uh, raised in a one-room cabin for, I think, about nine years uh, in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. I mean, um, 
just a, a crazy story to come from nothing. And she started, she was kind of this child prodigy and started singing earlier and got noticed as a teenager. She was writing for others like up till she was 21, which is crazy to think like she was already that successful. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some, she had 44 career top 10 country albums, a record for any artist. And she has 110 career charted singles over the past 40 years like 110 charting singles. I mean, yeah, her stuff can be a little bit poppy, but she's a master songwriter. Um, she's known for just like songwriters will actually say like, like they can go and they might come back with a couple songs in a week and she'd be like, oh, I did 20 last night. Do you want more? Like how many? And she's just a machine. To this day, she has a regimented schedule as how she like at least writes every day or writes a concept for a song. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I want to go back in a couple things and just give a little history. Uh, and I think you mentioned Jolene. Uh, I'm sorry, no, um, I Will Always Love You. Um, that song was actually written for Porter Wagner. Uh, she started with him when she was 21. He was 20 years older than her and somebody on his show. And he had this weekly variety show, uh, all about country music. Uh, and uh, somebody left and they hired her. And he, she was uh, just an employee. But they had a, a seven-year relationship. And there's rumors about other things going on. But it was a crazy time. And he was super controlling. Uh, and she had just had enough and realized, you know what, I want to do it on my own. Um, I, I don't need him. And, I, and the relationship's not healthy anymore. So she actually wrote that song for him because she realized she was leaving this show and leaving Porter. And she literally wrote that, walked in, and the first time she ever performed it was in his office to him. She sang that. And it is about Porter Wagner and her leaving that show. Um, so that story is like, oh, fuck, like pretty powerful um, when you realize what she did because they had this very strong but weird relationship uh, as you can imagine back then and I mean she's a woman in a, a man's man's world uh, another good story is that also Elvis wanted to record that song but Elvis was so big at that time they usually said well we want 50% of also the songwriting royalties which usually they were off limits but Elvis was so big and Dolly Parton at the time was still just not struggling, but just starting. And she said no. She refused Elvis, did not let him record the song, and did not give him that. And uh, it worked out pretty good for her. Like, <laughs> say no to Elvis. Like, so she's known to be a pretty shrewd businesswoman. Um, yeah, uh, and, and wrote uh, also Jolene on that same... Uh, within one night, they say that I Will Always Love You and Jolene were written. And this was this transition from her... what. Uh, they call her sad-ass songs uh, kind of period. Uh, and she's breaking up with Porter and then now moving into her own career. So this was really the first album that she released kind of on her own without Porter in the background. So, it, I mean, just an amazing, amazing woman. Um, for the album itself, I'll, I'll kind of jump over to that. Enough with the history. But, I mean, Jolene is legendary. So is I Will Always Love You. But I got to say... Um, the second and third songs when someone wants to leave and the river of happiness to me, I was just like, I get it. She's an amazing songwriter, good lyricist, but it was just like country twang to me. And I, and they actually sounded like the same song to me. I'm like, if you just start when someone loves you and then skip quickly to the next one, you're like, it kind of just sounds like the same song with just slightly adjusted lyrics. And that's where I'm struggling with country. But that, I mean, it's like any album. There's always a few songs. But um, I, I did really like uh, some other ones. Uh, I, I really liked Living on 
memories of you. I thought it had a good jazz vibe. I also thought that um, that early morning breeze, I mean, that could be a Joni Mitchell song on her Blue album. It was like really folky and actually quite amazing and a different vibe. And that's the thing about Dolly songs is like, I think a metal band could take these, like they're so the general chords and the structure and just record them like and i know it has happened um but anyway i i am obviously i became a super fan of dolly but it's still not my favorite album personally besides the some of the big songs and the ones i just mentioned um anyway uh amazing person like uh, we'll add a few things but let's jump into the scores and we'll start from the beginning so um i think i start with scott gregory so what about you buddy you know, like this was about the only era you could have picked of country that just fell right in the wheelhouse of my experience and, and kind of what I like, right? The the male equivalent to this would be Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, all those types of people, right? Uh, and so I think if you want to look at the emerging female side, this is a really great album. You know, you mentioned Loretta Lynn before. It was also another really good choice to really get in there. Uh, this album had personal meaning for me so influence is definitely a five for me uh in the moment it was something big for me when i was a kid because it was time i spent with uh my mom and that and and was influential that way and now as a memory it's the same thing uh i'll give it a 4.5 as far as uh, uh recommend i think it loses a little bit because it does have that boom 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 kind of country baseline that goes to it yeah. right the country baseline. And so i'm like yeah. mm. the two-step baseline yeah it works really great for that but to sit there and listen to not so hot so yeah. but i will round up on this and i will give it a five overall between the two because i think you should really listen wow. to this if you you know and i think people will appreciate this as a sample of that era because it does have songs they'll recognize from other artists and that will hook them in there and then hopefully allow them to uh appreciate the rest of the album uh, along the way as well too so yeah it, it's a mm -hmm. great album mm -hmm. and and that's what we rank here so five out of five all right alan i i can't argue with scott i mean it is a it is a great album for all intents and purposes it didn't necessarily resonate with me lyrically and the slide guitar can go to hell but <laughs> otherwise i mean tight songwriting uh, like Scott Coates said, there is no fat. It's just 24 minutes of uh, of action here. So I, I have to respect it, and I'm going to have to give it fours all the way across the board. Um, like I said, I, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I didn't like it during my first listen, and it completely grew on me. Uh, I grew to appreciate it, and so I think I I can only recommend it to people who also want to take this uh this plunge into i guess sort of the the roots of country music and, and dolly parton should be you know on the uh i don't know she's she's just a goddess so <laughs> yeah what's, what's <laughs> on the that moon. mountain with all the presidents on it Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah, 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 that's what I was trying to. You can, that was, that was you the word I was Rushmore. trying to find. Dolly Parton belongs on the Mount Rushmore of country music. I think personally. So, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah, she does. I mean, yeah, I'm going to give it fours all the way across the board. Nice, Scott Coates. Yeah, I will say recommend. I'll give it a 4.5 because, again, if you want to understand country, want to understand how country progressed in the music of that time, like just 
can't be too many better albums. Influence, I'll give it to because I've never been a big country and Western person. I don't think listening to this this time is going to completely change my taste in music. But you know what? I will listen to a bit more older country from that period. And I give it a three overall. And, and I'm judging that like if we're to say what makes a great album, what are those elements? And I'd give it a five. But I'm giving it that because I'm just thinking like, how much of a craving do I have to listen to it again? Or how did I feel throughout the month? I wasn't just throwing it on all the time. So just on a personal level, how it spoke to me, I, I've got to give it a three. But, you know, if we were judging the elements that comprise a great album, I'd probably have to give it a five. How about you, Darren? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm with you, even though my scores aren't perfect. Um, I think Quickly Dolly is just an amazing person. And the way she's kept her private and personal life and understands what a brand is and uh, how to live values. Um, she's just an amazing person. And she was raised very strictly religious, but she does not go to church weekly, but she's spiritual, but not um, religious necessarily and, and uh, in a certain way. And uh, But she just has these amazing values. Um, yeah, uh, I, I've said enough about Dolly. But anyway, so um, yeah, you know, Influence, uh, I, I was 3.5 there and more because it is an Influence album, obviously. Um, but realize there's so many albums back at this time that I think just her, if it was just her, it'd be a five. But uh, this album, uh, recommend, I came in at a 4.5 as well. I think just to go back and listen to one of these classics and the, all the songs around it at that time and to hear how Jolene and I Will Always Love You started, amazing. And overall, I'm coming in at a four. Uh, not perfect for me. I still don't love some of the twangy stuff um, and will always struggle with that. But um, man, do I appreciate Dolly Parton. And she's just a beautiful, amazing person. And I learned a lot about her in this last month. And could not be happier about it. Well, I guess all we have to do now is sign off. We hope you enjoyed this review. We have lots more at all the podcast platforms that you listen to for the Sonic Collective or visit us at thesoniccollective.com. But for now, I am Darren Scott. I'm also joined by Scott Coates, Scott Gregory, and Alan Dupuis. And for the Sonic Collective, peace out. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.